Hello and welcome to another episode of Pivotal Drifting. This is Sean and I don't think I'm going to do it in days anymore. I think I'm just going to base it off of episodes because doing this on a daily basis is not easy and it is incredibly boring even to me to go back and listen to my ramblings of absolutely nothing of value even to myself um so i'm not going to do it anymore i'm going to do these um from the standpoint of episodes and today i want to talk about the feeling of being alone but not actually being alone it, it kind of makes no sense i was talking to a friend of mine uh, more recently and he's just recently gotten back into music and producing music and as i was listening to the lyrics of what he was saying i wasn't sure if i was projecting what he was experiencing inside of his lyrics because they weren't clear um so i kind of just mentioned the fact that you know maybe i am projecting a little bit of of what i'm hearing but this is what i think that this message was about and he responded back um instantly and said yeah that's that's exactly what this this song is about it's about feeling alone when you're not alone uh feeling like um like overwhelm and and things like that and it just it's so interesting you know i've been looking for psychologists or someone to really talk to and it seems like the moments where you are attempting to find help for something is the moments that you cannot find help you know most of the places that i'm looking at they're not accepting new clients they are uh, even though it says that they're accepting new patients um they do this weird thing and I'm, maybe i'm just uh, a little bit entitled and i'm feeling entitled when i say like i want to work with an actual psychologist and i don't want to work with you know one of their interns or one of the people that are under them and maybe that's my ego that i need to work through and figure out but why is it that when we need or when people are searching for somebody or somebody to talk to about whatever it is that they need to talk to to work through these emotional traumas that you have in your life the answers are not easily found um they're not easily obtained and i feel like that's that's really hard on a lot of people it's hard on me that's for sure and and i'm sure it's hard on a lot of people so the the aspect of just you know just trying to find someone to talk to um more recently i i was having a conversation with a uh 
when I was in San Francisco, I was having a conversation with um, my roommate or my girlfriend's roommate. And at the time, I really wanted to isolate because when I am feeling depressed or not like myself, if that makes sense, I I isolate. I don't I don't want to be around anybody. I just want to kind of figure it out on my own. And I think it was David Gross Grossman uh, that said, "Pain shared is pain divided. Joy shared is joy multiplied." And when I think of the the first part of that quote I always think of like how I feel after I've was able to either spit something out that I wanted to to say or if I was just in a situation that I was I, I just was able to share something and sometimes you know we get in these situations where we don't even know that we want to share something and we'll have like a normal superficial conversation about something and then out of nowhere uh we we leak i guess you could say uh our our current emotions or our current situations uh, when we feel safe that it feels that that someone is listening and even if they're not really listening I, I don't think at this at, at that point it really matters um i'm not saying that you know someone that not listening to you matters i'm saying like i don't know maybe that's a taking energy aspect of it like am i taking this person's time to unload my bullshit on their life. Hmm. That's interesting. And what was the purpose of me sharing all of that? What was the purpose of me unloading all of my experience onto someone? Was it to help myself? Was it just to have someone better understand me? really interesting i don't know i don't have the answers for it but i am very curious about that like why why is it that we open up to certain people or other people but we can't open up about ourselves and then another thing that i was i'm i'm thinking about or i'm 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 considering i guess you could say is uh What, what is it, the thing that I'm considering? Oh, uh, being consistent in, in, in what you say, right? So when I think of consistency in, in what I say I'm going to do, typically if it's for someone else, I don't know why this is, but if I say I'm going to do something and it's for someone else or it's going to be something that they need and I want to help out I will do everything in my power to make sure that that is accomplished but if I do that for myself if I say I'm going to do this thing 
sometimes I'll do that thing, but I don't hold myself to the standard that I hold a commitment that I've given to someone else. And I'm trying to understand why. Why do we do this? Why do we put so much emphasis and effort into other people, but we can't do it for ourselves. And really, maybe it's not that it, it, it's that we can't, it's that it's easy. It's easy to not follow through with your own commitments to yourself versus following through with someone else's commitments. Because if I don't follow through with the commitments that I've given to someone else, then they can come back and say, hey, you said you were going to do this thing. And I think it's a little bit of a pride aspect where if I say that I'm going to do something and I don't do it or I don't give uh, an update that, hey, I'm not going to be able to complete this task, right? I feel like there's a little bit of ego (laughs) involved in that. Oh, I guess these. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, th- I think it's an ego thing. Now that I'm saying this out loud, I think it's mainly an ego thing. It is ego related pursuits that I have personally. So if I say I'm going to do something and someone can hold that above me and say well you didn't do that thing it's ego driven so is it a good thing to i guess it's not good or bad huh well the concept that i'm that i'm really considering is like how do i get to a place where i hold myself accountable to the same degree that i would for another person Maybe it's because when I consider something that I want to do, I don't have a date set. I don't have something planned. But when I commit to somebody else, it's usually planned and committed. And there's there's a set day or there's a time that I say I'll complete something. So if I do the same thing for myself, would that solve this problem that I have? You know, in the in in when I think of this, I I I do find that I commit to a lot of things that I say I'm gonna do when I have a date set. Like for example, this ayahuasca trip, right? I I have a strict diet that I'm starting on Sunday. And from there, I'm going to be doing uh, pretty much rice, beans, occasional fish, and uh, I think I can have chicken. I'm not sure. Well, like rice, beans, fish, vegetables, fresh fruits, um, very little salad or very little spice. So I think I could put like pepper, no salt. Um, and I basically have to just like alkalize, alkalize my body to 
to be really prepared for this. And then also no sex, no masturbation, no coming, no none of that stuff. So I've gotten that all out of my system so far. And uh, I'm going to have to continue working to that. Um, also, I've been reading the book, The Slight Edge. I've been reading 10 pages a day, like I said I was going to do. And it's been really difficult, actually, to read 10 pages a day. And I, I'm starting to get to a point where I'm enjoying reading again, where before it's like, oh, I got to listen to this book because it's more entertaining because I, I think it's because I can distract myself and I can do other things and I can focus on other stuff while I'm listening to the book. <clears throat> where if I'm sitting and I'm reading, then I have to be solely focused on reading that particular thing. Uh, also, I have been consistently doing my Spanish training, which I think I'm on day 34. No, I'm on day... current streak is 34 days of constant Spanish training and that's been really great like I'm, I'm learning a ton of of Spanish and I'm I'm understanding a lot of what people are saying to me or what's being said in in uh, movies because um, sometimes if I'm watching a movie, I'll watch it in not some yeah sometimes I'll watch it in Spanish with English subtitles so that I can just kind of like immerse myself into it I've also been listening to Spanish music because I love reggaeton and it's just I, I the, that type of music just makes me want to just like get up and start dancing or something <laughs> but uh yeah, I'm just super excited about Colombia, and I'm again preparing for that with that diete that I need to be very strict on because it's the difference between a good ayahuasca experience and a great uh, experience, especially on the first day. Right? I don't want to be sitting there throwing up and having like a really dark experience when I don't need to. I don't need to have any of that stuff. I can have a, a wonderful vision quest and, and really dive deep and maybe there's some sub subconscious experiences that I'm not aware of and they come up. But either way, like I'm super excited about the, that trip. Uh, there is a little bit of change in that I now have to leave on Thanksgiving, so November 26th, at 1.18 in the morning. Then I will arrive in Colombia on Thanksgiving at around 3. So it's a day before I'm supposed to arrive in, in Colombia or, or the retreat actually starts. <clears throat> so... Um, and you figure out housing and stuff like that. But, I mean, that doesn't seem like too big of a, an issue. Um, 
the one thing that I'm, that I'm working on right now is uh, packing and uh, you know finding really not packing but like finding what what it what is like what's the style that I'm looking for when I'm going on these trips and, and traveling and things like that and I think it was the nomadic Matt he says that he does uh, six t-shirts one long sleeve shirt one heavy duty pair of jeans and shorts <laughs> some flip flops bathing suit and that's it like that's all he takes and he can go on that particular packing list and i don't have the full packing list in front of me otherwise i would i would talk about it um but i even emailed him and i was like hey so like how long is this trip for is this for a week is this for like a couple like you know month like and he goes no i can do this packing list for year travel and easily go year travel so i mean that's a lot to to consider and take in to be honest for me uh to be able to go from having to pack my entire house if i'm leaving for two weeks and not using like virtually anything that i have inside that list of, of things like i thought i was so uh till next time have a good one
what's going on Let's see if he's doing this. What up? <laughs> You're wandering around. I'm working. Like my computer froze and now. Like look, it's it's frozen. I can't do anything. I was I was uh I was finishing a uh episode of my quote unquote podcast and I was about 17 minutes into it and then it all froze. So I'm never doing it on my freaking laptop again. <laughs> stupid how like tech makes everything good and I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful of its ability to even exist in the ways that it does because I mean, <laughs> this wouldn't even have been possible if I, so 
are you starting the podcast? Better. So it's interesting, like, I hope she gets better, I hope she gets better. 